Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. My I'm name Jordan. is Micah. And hello. <laughs> and here we are. And you might be thinking, this sounds a little bit different. And do you know why it sounds different? Jordan? Is it because the curtains aren't closed? No, it's because I am wearing a hat on today's episode, and I never wear hats when we record. Yeah, they can totally tell. Yeah, well, I just have a whole different energy. So much energy that I'm going to bring into... What, cool Guy Mike? Blue Beetle, the movie. Okay. So... Remains to be heard. Remains to be beat. Uh, we are talking about the 14th installment in the DC Extended wow. Universe. 14th? Yes. Wow, there were, there were, they had so many under their belt, and then they were like, nah. Yeah, so... Um, let's talk a little bit about it, right? <laughs> we, we didn't have to see this movie in theaters. Thankfully. You know what I did think with DC in general? James Gunn is at the helm now and some other guy that Peter I Peter Safran. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be great because it's James Gunn. And <laughs> I gotta I, take this hat off. <laughs> and I, I don't know much of anything about the other guy, but I know James Gunn. Yes. So it'll be great. But what if it's not... <laughs> I yeah and, no and I know they'll just ha- they they just need to throw in the towel at that point right like this is their last hurrah they're they're going all in yeah well it's interesting I mean it's a good episode to talk about this because um next week to today is my birthday actually happy birthday and, um you're the big three zero please sign up for Patreon as a birthday present and Micah has 50 been feeling patrons. extra old lately I really have <laughs> so just. You know, sign up for Patreon, give them a little boost, a little bit of energy. Patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. Link is in the show notes. Um, you know but, one reason why you're so tired anywhere, though, right? Because we have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that that is true. But um, when when I when my knees were sore from standing, I was a little bit concerned. But I did but we've do... we never had to sway this much in our lives. No, and, and I did do a 15-mile bike ride that day. Yeah. So, That'll you know. do it. Yeah, so it, it's all of that in conjunction. But we're not here to talk about us aging, as sad as that is becoming. Um, but yeah, so it's just interesting because if you don't know, folks, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is the last DCEU movie. And then it is relaunching in 2025, kicking off with Superman Legacy, directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn. And it's supposed to be another shared universe. Now, um, I just think... As, uh, as, as an overview, as we kind of provide the death knell to DCEU, uh, it started basically from my estimation and looking back, it's like, whoa, Marvel's doing this shared universe thing. We also have these characters. We should do this. We're an older comic book company. We should do this, you know? And so they attempted to do it. They rushed it. They didn't, they didn't provide the foundation. Mm-hmm. And no one on the same level caught on sure you have your people who are like i love Zack snyder there's like that group of people but it's not like the general consensus wasn't like oh my gosh avengers what a payoff yep you know it, it wasn't that same sort of feeling mm-hmm. it, these did not feel like event films for the most part no not at all um except for maybe this new aquaman movie i know I, and <laughs> I got high hopes on this thing um it's our other favorite james director juan of course um <laughs> As opposed to what James Cameron <laughs> Gun. Oh, oh, James Cameron too. Yeah, yeah. big Jim. All, all great at making uh, spec spectacles. Some of the best yeah. spectacle filmmakers we have. Yeah. I mean, James Cameron, undeniably the best. Probably the spectacle director. Yeah, um, he loves the color blue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and he loves water. But we're not talking about that. You can go to our Patreon to hear our episodes on that. Um, but yeah, so it's it started like that. They kind of rushed it, had some success, had some failures. I'd say on the most part, like general audience consensus was this is meh. This movie? No, no, no. Oh, uh, DC. DC. Yeah. I'm talking big overview. Because I think that the resounding word on this movie is meh. No, silence, because no one saw it. <laughs> People saw it, kind of. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um but all of that to say, then like when the Batman came out and Joker came out, I thought that DC was going to go, you know what? Screw it. Screw the shared universe. We'll just keep making like Wonder Woman movies because people like Gal Gadot and we'll keep making Aquaman movies because people like James Wan. But mm-hmm. we'll just y- anyone can make whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And I think they are still doing that. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Reeves is still going to make his Batman. There's movies. still a Joker sequel coming out. Yeah, there's still that. So like and I think that's their strength, actually. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm still a little surprised that they're like, we're, we're going to do the shared universe thing still. Maybe they look at all the money Marvel slash Disney has made and they're like, we just would be stupid not to try one more time. Yeah. But it, although the, the timing know, of this is, rough. I know, no, 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 I know. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Micah is taking out his tea bag and I am completely freaking out. I have no idea what to say. Oh my gosh. My heart is pounding, but oh, he's back. It, it is kind of bad timing. Because I think if you were someone like um, the the bad man himself, the w- owner of Warner Brothers, what's his name? Zasloff? Yeah. Um, if you were him and you were seeing the box office receipts of the Marvels and seeing how people are not digging the Marvels, you might be like, hey, James Gunn, I'm not really interested in you making this shared universe anymore. Um, hopefully one of these days this guy will stop working there um, and they'll get an owner of a CEO of, gosh, any of these companies that actually likes movies. Um, I think Jason Blum is the only producer <laughs> that actually yeah. likes movies. Um, so I'm covering for her. She's taking out the, the bag of tea. I'm freaking out right now. And she's, oh, she almost spilled. Big splash. Yeah, big splash. Um, the thematic for Aquaman. A movie we're not we talking about this week. <laughs> But anyway, so this movie comes out. Last week, we talked about The Flash. I just want to say that the mugs that we're drinking out of, mine says Mrs. Wright. Micah says Mr. Wright. Yes. That's cute. It is cute. Um, But yeah, we talked about The Flash last week and how Mm -hmm. that's the funniest movie. And uh, weirdly, it's sitting well in my memory. Not because it's good. Question. But but because it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So... This episode comes out on the day that Aquaman comes out. Oh, yeah, we always yes. do a week later. Yep. That's what it is. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And, and we've been catching up on all our theatrical movies, mm-hmm. you know, like our Marvels and Ballad of Songbirds. Those were actually two weeks after the movie came out just because of the, the way time. things lined up. But now we're all caught up. And what's cool is Aquaman is the last episode of the year, and then we get to kick off the next year with brand new series. You're going to be so excited for the first time. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still, like, wondering if we can. I would be open to changing it. We'll but see. I would like to do it someday. Well, but I think that it would be wise for us to really dig our dig our heels into something that we know would be good. Well, we can discuss it at the end of this episode. How about that? Okay. Because uh, we'll need something to talk about. <laughs> so this was uh, the next movie on the DC slate, Blue Beetle. And, uh, of course, I'm going to be talking to you about how it was made and all that stuff. But uh, this movie, I think, doesn't have a lot of a big footprint. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole year we've just seen a a lack of enthusiasm for superheroes, yep. except for Guardians of the Galaxy and Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. But both of those movies happen to be excellent even beyond their genre. Yes. Uh, so I think audiences, like, when I finish this movie, I think this movie is so okay, it's fine. Yeah. Like, getting worked up about it would be a mistake. Getting yeah, yeah, excited yeah. about it seems like a mistake. Yeah. But if this came out even three years ago, I think it'd be a big hit. Yeah. Well, maybe not three years ago because that's COVID. But like, if this came out in like 2019, people would have seen this movie and been like, "Oh my gosh, I love it." Yeah. Because there, there was this, uh, there was this moment in time where the, the the reason people weren't liking the DC movies, a lot of them was because they were like poorly structured yes. movies. And this has Act One, Act Two, Act Three. Yeah. It makes sense. It's a they're cohesive doing the, the story. bare minimum. Truly. Yeah. Uh, what is Gilmore doing? Gilmore. I think he's just looking at his paws. Okay. And he happens to be hitting the changing table. Oh, okay. I, yeah, this movie has got to be the most mediocre superhero movie I've ever seen because of all that we've had before. Yeah. And, and like, I I do agree with you on if this movie had come out earlier, like years earlier, we'd be maybe saying something different about it. Like, this movie didn't make as much money as Black Adam, I don't believe. But, like, if this movie came out earlier, it totally would have made way more money than Black Adam. Yeah, there is stuff to like in this movie. Actually, I actually think there's a good amount of stuff. It's kind to like. of like the Marvels, where it's like not a, this movie didn't offend me with how like bad it was or anything. Yeah, it's just it was a movie. I watched it. Will I forget about it by after we're done recording? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like no imprint to me on this movie except for George Lopez was amazing. Yeah, let me get into the people because okay. I feel like getting it over with. Um, <laughs> okay, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, is oh, played by Zolo Mary Duenga. Okay. Mary D- Duenya. Uh, he is also in Parenthood, Cobra Kai. Um, I, thought, I think he got this gig off of Cobra Kai. Oh, interesting. 
Um, he's done voice acting and like bat wheels, <laughs> but they look like cars. Cars. How does that work? Look I, at the poster. I don't know they what look you're like, They about. look like cars, like Pixar cars, but it's Batman. Coming this fall to HBO Max. Yeah, they're they're Batman cars. That looks like Lightning McQueen. Anyway, he he's done some voice acting too, but the, you know he he's rising. Yeah, um, let's see how old he is. As Bane would say, rise. Two thousand one. Oh, oh man. Um, Bruna Mar Marquezine uh, is played by Jenny Cor or is, is Jenny Cor. She played plays by Jenny, Jenny Cor. <laughs> um, she is in Women in Love. God save the king, uh, but that looks not English. Okay. Um, Maldivas and other stuff. Not a lot though. Um, who's that? Oh, that's the voice of Kaji Kajida. Okay, who is this? Becky G. Becky G. Um, she's an American singer and actress. Um, she is also in Power Rangers, the yellow one. Um. <laughs> And others, she she's a singer, so uh, stuff uh, like that. Um, you couldn't be less enthused to be talking about these actors. <laughs> You're bringing nothing. Dave, oops, Damien Alcazar plays Alberto Reyes, the dad. Um, he's in the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, Prince Caspian, really, Lord Sopespian. Don't remember that, but I've only seen that movie once. Okay. Um, Hell, Chronicas. He's in Hell. He is in Hell. So, despite what the movie shows us, <laughs> um, Adriana... Wait, is it really something just called hell? Yeah, but it's in Spanish. Okay. Well, what is it in Spanish? Uh, El Inferno. El Infierno. Okay. That hell. seems like a better title than just hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it translated it yeah, to. Yeah. Um, Adriana Barraza plays Nana, Nana, Raya's the grandma. Um, she was very fun. Yeah. She's yeah. a drag me to hell. Oh yeah. Oh, is she she's... at the beginning? No, she's the lady that performs the ritual. Oh, okay. Wow, she looks a lot different. Yeah. But that's like Drag Me to Hell is 2009. Yeah, so But oh, we cool. just saw her. Yeah. Because Mike and I just watched that movie for the first time. Um a total ripper. I don't know. It's a total ripper. I don't think so. Um She's crazy. They they kill an animal in they it. They kill and a she... cat. And it I, I said ahead of time, I said if they kill that cat, I won't like this movie. Yeah. And what do they do? They kill the kitten. It's sort and of I'm funny, like, though. Nah, I, it's I that Sam Raimi it. funny. I like it. No. Also, it, it, it rips, guys. I'm sure this movie there slaps. are people listening who are like, oh my gosh, Drag Me to Hell. I love that movie. I My expectations were very skewed, I will admit. Because uh -huh. this movie came out in 2009. I was a freshman in high school. And I think based on trailers, it looked really scary. Uh -huh. And I was kind of always scared of this movie. But, you know, Sam Raimi. And we were like, finally, it's spooky season. Let's just watch it. Finally, did not know it was a Sam Raimi horror. Movie. Yeah, this movie is campy. It is campy to the max. So, which is what I actually kind of like the experience of. I was expecting like a really scary movie, yeah. and then there was there's a scene pretty early on when the woman is a there's this woman is attacking our protagonist, and she is gumming her. She yeah. Oh my god. And it is. And then I was like. Oh, this is like this is like Evil Dead. Like I this actually is, we're supposed wanna, to be it's laughing. It's making me sick thinking about that. Part. Yeah, and there's a great goat in this movie. There Absolute. There's a great goat. Top tier there goat. are elements I liked, but they killed that kitten, so I can't like it. So you don't like John Wick either? That's it's different. No, they're Come different on. things. They're different things to me. I love it. Drag me to hell rules. Okay, but Adriana Barraza is also in Babel, Thor. Oh, she's in Thor. Okay. Um, Spanglish and stuff. Uh, Belisa Escobedo Escobedo uh, plays Malaga Reyes, the sister. Okay. She's also in Hocus, po Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Look Deeper, Sex Appeal, Sid is Dead, blah 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 um, Mom, LP Dia Carrillo is also in Salvador, Predator. She's in Predator. Cool. Nine Lives, Predator 2, and other stuff. Um, and Susan Sarandon is in this movie. I don't really care. Can you just list what she's in, though? She's in Rocky Horror. Um, she's in Stepmom, Dead Man Walking, Thelma and Louise, The Client. Okay. Right? She is in Rocky Horror. I just want to... I don't want to... Uh, I just want to confirm. I don't want to... Never be... seen it, so I do not know. 
Yeah, she is. Okay. Okay. She plays Tim Curry. Yeah, she does play Tim Curry. Um, and then she plays Tim Curry in drag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, really transformative performance. Raul Max Trujillo plays Carapax, the, like, big bad guy. Yeah. Um, he is also in Riddick. Ah, yes. Apocalypto. I've heard there are some chronicles about that guy. Apparently so. Apocalypto, The New World, and you, stuff. You want to know something funny, Jordan, what? about Riddick? Uh, so I was kind of working on the, the schedule for next year. I, I was putting in the series you chose, and then I was filling in stuff up, yeah. up to like May. Yeah. You know, And I was just having fun filling out the calendar. And I was like, you know what? Putting the Chronicles of Riddick in. And then when we watched, I think, the third one, Underworld movie, I deleted all of them. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. That's fair. That's, yeah, I'm that's like, so fair. I still think we'll cover it at some yeah, point. Yeah. But I like, I can't do... It's only three, right? There's four or five. Oh, what? I think there's four. There's oh, four. okay. So I, it's just like, no, I, I'm not doing this to myself. That's fair. Like, I just need some good series or stuff that's like interesting to talk about. Yeah. And maybe it is because I haven't seen them. But yeah. But also no one talks about them. Yeah. So they might not have much right um could be a classic underworld harvey guillen guillen plays dr sanchez very fun to see in this movie i feel like he was completely wasted (laughs) he wasn't wasted (laughs) i just well they wasted a great he was drunk on set all the time okay yeah he was wasted no it was just a bummer he had nothing to do and i'm almost wondering if stuff was cut with him that you know, I think for someone who has a successful sitcom on TV, because he's from What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Um, I I think this performance totally tracks for me on what like making the leap from sitcom to movie. I I I just think I agree with you. However, I think this role should have been a little bit had a little bit more to it, and I think maybe a better writer would make it a little bit funnier. Sure. And a little bit has more to do because even when he has his big moment. Uh huh. It's like I, you were barely in the movie leading up to this, so I don't yeah. really care. Um, what is it is very classic that character, and because there's there's really the the thing that is unique about this movie is the family and like Latino angle. Is that mm-hmm. the right phrase for for this group of people? They're a Mexican family. Yeah, I guess there are specifically Mexican. I think in the Wikipedia I was reading about them, and they use that word quite a bit. Okay. So if I misspoke there, I'm not at all trying to be offensive in any way. Um, but yeah, they're a Mexican family, and showing their relationship mm-hmm. and how their family works and stuff, that's what makes this movie unique. Nothing else. And I mean nothing mm-hmm. else about this movie is unique. Mm-hmm. So, I know. would even argue that the family dynamic is not as unique as you even think it is. Because by now, we've had a lot of family mo- superhero movies about family. Yeah. And this one, that, again, the family stuff also just felt very mediocre to me. There were things to like, yeah. for sure. But it was also, it, it was, and it, I do think the family stuff was the best part of the movie. Yeah. But it's not, I'm not, like, freaking out about it. Yeah. It was fine. One, and I, th- I think that this is the first, like... Again, I, I think this is the correct phrase. I apologize if I'm incorrect. But I think this is the first, like, Latino superhero that's been the lead of a movie ever. Do you know if Blue Beetle is, like, the character has always been? I don't know you anything don't. about Blue Beetle. Yeah. Okay. Not even a thing. That was another thing I was curious about. Like, do people care that Blue Beetle finally got a movie? I mean, I think there's fans, but, I mean, it's not, like, the Flash level. You know what I mean? It's, uh, like, yeah. I I remember that someone messaged me on Instagram, like, a year ago and was like, look, they... There, look, there's like ca- photos from Blue Beetle, and I was like, I, I've never even heard of this character. I don't, I don't know who yeah. this is. Which is not to say that that doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah, uh, it's not a good. Funny character, note but. about the Harvey Guillen um, character um, in this movie, as well as in what we do in the shadows. His last name is De La Cruz. Yeah. Yep. That was kind of funny. Fun fact. Um, he's oh. in other stuff, but he's. I'm happy he, to say they do say one of the writers says that they wanted to show the Latino family at its core. So I'm, I am using the correct terminology because oh, okay. I, I don't want to just throw around the wrong thing and someone's listening and like, you're so out of touch, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. But in this point in time, if you've not seen what we do in the shadows, the movie, you are doing yourself a disservice. We have an episode on it correct, very early correct on that now and yeah. then watch the show. Cause it's great. And sign up for Patreon and listen to our episode. Yes. On it. Yes. Although that was when we were just starting to do bonus episodes, so it potentially is rough. I don't know. I don't know. I but our, our episodes now are great, except Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. 
I'm blown past it. Maybe then, you know what the episode's probably still good, but boy, that was a tough movie. Then we have George Lopez. Yeah, save the best for last. Um, George Lopez, guys. Everyone, anyone seen the George Lopez show? Watch it on Nick at Night, like me. I love that show <laughs> so much. Um, and he's also in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, really thought that this was gonna be a like, yeah, they got George Lopez, but he's gonna be really annoying. Or do so little in this movie. Yeah. He was the funniest part of this movie. He did great. He was so funny. He was the best. I mean, I mean, it was it was truly I never watched George de Lopez and what I saw at the time was not like something that made me watch it. Yeah. This performance made me like, oh, I bet that show's pretty dang funny and I should watch it next time we're in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best context. Right. Um, because that's what you do. When you're in a hotel, you watch I hate to say it because of the the controversial slap, but you watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> uh, or you watch George Lopez. Those are the two shows that are always on. Remember when we were watching Fresh Prince in the hotel at one time, uh -huh. and then it switched to the Jamie Foxx show, and I I didn't even know he had a show. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. Dang, it was like bad. quality wise. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so this movie is directed by Angel Manuel Soto, uh, who did this movie called Charm Charm City Kings. Uh, it's written by Gareth Donay Alcocer, who did Miss Bala. The cinematography... Now, here's... I said I had a couple of things to throw at you that were pretty fascinating. Uh, the cinematography is by Powell Porgazelski, who is the cinematographer for a little horror director known as Ari Aster. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and once I found that out, because uh, we had to stop this movie halfway through and watch it over two nights... I, I did notice that the cinematography was actually somewhat interesting. Yeah. It, it could have been maybe a little bit more, but I, I think it's particularly the, the fights were shot like yeah, the way fights. better than most are. Yes. Yeah. And there were certain things where it was like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and then we have music by Bobby Krillick, who is known by his British composer, artist, music producer, and musician name, The Haxon Cloak. I don't know who that is. And he did a movie called Midsommar. Oh, so, so Ari Aster directed this? <laughs> <laughs> this is Ari Aster's fourth movie. It's it's a, uh, no. Um, That's why I feel existential dread while watching it. <laughs> I did, so funny enough, the score to this movie starts. Now, if you recall on our Patreon-only episode, The Batman, uh, the Michael Giacchino has a score where he goes, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. And when I first heard that, I was like, that is the Imperial March from Star Wars. Dun, dun, dun. Famously, dun, dun, the dun, song dun. that we chose as a senior class to walk into during graduation. Famously, huh? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, um, remember we chose that? Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but... Um, or we wanted to. Um, so then... Dun, 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 I'm forgetting right now, because the movie, but there's like... In this movie, there's like the next line. Yeah. That goes over like dun 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 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That repeats over and over. And and it, this one I actually think is less rip offy than that one. Yeah. Although since watching the movie, you find out that it's actually riffing on the Nirvana song, the Batman. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um it's a movie that needs that melody in it about sixty percent less. <laughs> yeah, the last for sure. And I'm scared that Batman two is gonna have that all the time. <laughs> uh but all that to say uh, it was just funny that we had two movies in like two years that did the Imperial March. And if you slap them together, you would create the John Williams Imperial March. So, yep. Just had to point that out. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he's also worked with Atticus Ross on wow. Mike, Michael Mann's film, Black Hat. What's and, that? um, have I haven't, it's a, it's a movie about hacking. Not about black hats. Black, yeah, that's what they are, like hackers and stuff. Black hats and white hats. What? What are you talking about? That's a term. What's a white hat? I don't know. I don't know what the terms mean, but but it has so something no to do with hacking. So no black hats anywhere. Well, what are you talking... Are you talking about literally a black hat? Yeah. I don't think so. It's oh. it's like a hacking term or Not something. Not interested. Um, I want the... But, something called black hats, I want the amount that there are in prestige. But Jordan, could you please... For this time, could you just remember that that's what Black Hat is about, so that the next <laughs> no, time I mention Black Hat, Munich situation, because <laughs> every time you're like, "What's that movie about?" 
and it's killing me. Do I do that about Black Hat? Every single time. You, it's like you you just truly don't know that I it won't exists. know until I watch it, because <laughs> that's what happened with Munich. <laughs> but you don't want to watch it, so that... That's not true. Who, when have I ever said you that? You just said, I don't want to watch I'm it. I'm joking, because it's not about Black Hat. <laughs> All right, so this movie comes out August 18th, 2023. It has a $120 million budget. In the U.S., it makes $72 million, and worldwide, it makes $128. Ew, that's not very much. That's a bomb. Uh, they started working on this movie in 2018, and in 2020, Max says, and this is before, um, what's his name? Zaslav was in charge. Uh, the, the previous guy says, we're going to be having, like, DC movies that will have smaller budgets that will premiere on Max. Well, HBO Max at the time. And this was going to be the second or third one, because uh, or for sure, for a second, because Batgirl was going to be on there. So it was like, just going to go straight there. And then in 2021 of December, they were like, nope, we're putting it in theaters. But not Batgirl. Not Batgirl. They scrapped that. By I all know. accounts, that is a terrible movie. It's, it's well, part of why they know. threw it away. Yeah. They never even dumped it. Um. They have a joke on B.O. Boys when they talk about it, and this is true. They they mention, um, oh, what's the comedian's name who's in um, The Nutty Professor? Eddie Murphy. No, the old Nutty Professor. Uh, you're, oh. And he's he's also in uh, the comedy, uh, The King of Comedy. Jerry. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. There's a, they always mention that, that, that Batgirl's in the vault where they keep the Jerry Lewis Holocaust, Holocaust clown movie. That real? And there is, I've heard of that. Um, I don't know anything about it. But I isn't forgot. But is that kind but... of what Life is Beautiful is about? Isn't that guy a clown? Well, I don't know. I that just, movie's great. There, there's, a, there's a Jerry Lewis Holocaust, Holocaust clown movie. But I'm asking you, wasn't that guy a clown in Life is Beautiful? I don't know if he was He a was clown. like an entertainer. Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway. But anyway. That's funny. Funny joke. Yeah. Um, so Soto did not want the film to be, I just want to see if this, uh, resonates with you, with your experience. He said, I didn't want this movie to be quote, another story where 15 minutes in something happens. And 15 minutes later, he's dominating the experience. And by the end, he's saving the world and instead wanted to explore his growth saying that he's not going to save the world yet. He doesn't deserve to yet. Is that your experience with this movie? It wasn't said that. Uh, I believe that's the director of the movie. I, guess, I mean, he doesn't save the world. He doesn't need to. I don't think that's weird to say he doesn't deserve to. I, I just think it's funny that he's like, I don't want this to be another story where this, this, and I'm like, this is the same template that they established in this Spider-Man. This is the most mediocre movie ever. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm I'm not mad about it. I, I think it, it's a waste of breath to get mad about the movie. Uh, And then here's this an extremely confusing thing. Uh, I love James Gunn, of course. I think the way that he's talked about the DC and the DC going forward is like, I have no idea what he's talking about. It's like another language. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to read this verbatim from Wikipedia. In January 2023, Gunn said that the film was disconnected from previous DCEU entries and could connect to the DCU. By that April, the Blue Beetle character was reportedly part of Gunn and Saffron's plan for the DCU. In June, Gunn said Blue Beetle would be the first DCU character, while noting Superman Legacy is the first DCU film. Oh my gosh. Later that month, Soto said Blue Beetle was part of the DCU and future plans for the franchise, but was not connected to all prior DCEU this is like films. A, this is like a who's on first <laughs> <laughs> Explaining the film lives in the world where superheroes exist, but that doesn't mean that a certain event or certain alliance or certain things from the past dictate where our film is going. He also expressed interest in the film being the first part of a trilogy. In September, Gunn reiterated that uh, Mara Duena would continue playing the role of Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, in the DCU, though the film itself and other DC films and TV series released before Creature Commandos in 2024 would not be canon to the DCU. I don't know a word you just said. <laughs> uh, it's so, so is funny. it canon or is it not? It sounds like they really want to keep the actor as Blue Beetle. Sure but they will kind of disregard this movie or just maybe not even acknowledge it. That's what it kind of sounds like. I mean, like. I think it's pretty easy not to. It's just an origin story. But there was a mid-credit scene for some reason. Yeah, who cares? I just think it, it's so wild to me that they had a mid-credit scene for this movie. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that's hilarious because it, it's like I read that and I'm like, oh, now I'm less uh, 
sure about where this movie is or what it is. Yeah. Like I have less information than before I read this paragraph. Yeah. Um, and that's what I got. Okay. On the notes. Do you want to jump into the movie? Yeah. Is she still sleeping? Yeah. Should we just keep going? Yeah. If if we're able to pull off this episode before she wakes up, this will be the first time it's ever happened yeah. since she's been born that we've recorded a full one. But we're only 20 minutes in, so. Ooh, I, th- I wish we were longer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this movie begins with uh, Guillermo, is how I'm going to refer to him, yeah. from what we do in the shadows, and Susan Sarandon, and they found. Harvey. Oh, yeah. Um, they found the scarab. Okay, we're Susan off to Sarandon the races. Is you replace her with anybody else? It is well, that, fine. I, yeah, that's I, again. I, I I think that's what the script called for. I, it's I not hope a unique that, script, even right. I, I hope that this uh, is a fun episode to listen to. But I kind of don't have like critiques of this movie, and I have like faint praise because it, it just like. It purely exists. Yeah. It's like um, it's like you went to Taco Bell and you got a taco. Tastes good. You like it. You got to get a taco. Why are you saying Taco Bell? You got to get a Taco Bell. Ta- Maybe that's a bad example because I do have a special spot for Taco Bell. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying don't be rude about the movie by using Taco Bell as an Oh, example. no. That, I, that's, that's, it's just because that's the only fast food place we go to. Okay. That's why I mention it. So uh, I'll, I'll rephrase it because I actually like Taco Bell a little too much for that. Um, I thought I was emphasizing it weird, and that's why you were pointing no. it out. So it's like if you went to McDonald's and you get a a, a Big Mac, you know what that's going to taste like. Everywhere in the world, you can get a Big Mac. It's going to taste the same, and that's what a Big Mac is. And sometimes you just need a Big Mac, and so you get a Big Mac, whatever. But no, I, I was, again, I was only bringing up Taco Bell because that's the only fast food place that Jordan and I go to. And In-N-Out. We go to In-N-Out as well. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A every once in a while. I can't remember the last time I went. Yeah, it's been a long time for me, too. But What's happening here? I got to kind of take off my sweatshirt because I'm starting to get hot. You, you really put my feet to the fire on this episode. Yeah, I got you, sweaty. <laughs> it's like that sunny episode. <laughs> yeah. it's, is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> or heat is on yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, so they find they find the scarab. Okay, here we go. I Why is the scarab in a giant sphere? Because it's an alien, of course. So it came to them, but yeah, with it came some, from, someone's came, already had it. No, Unless I don't think so. it's a different scarab, more than one people, like, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh. Oh, crap. I'd have no idea about that. Yeah. But also, don't care. Yeah. So they're setting up that, and then we meet Jaime, who is home from college to, in Palmera yeah. City. Yeah, which is, in fact, p- fictional. You were correct. Okay. So he comes home. And made up for the movie. It's not a comic oh, book. Oh, that's city. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Probably because they wanted to make this story like kind of about like class and stuff and just wanted to make some. And well, not I, based on anything? I don't know. That seems a little weird. I don't know. Because it very much feels like, you know, they're in Miami or yeah. something. They're in Florida. Whatever. So Palmera City. Um, and we are introduced to his family. Um, yeah, they're a family. They're I don't charming. Really... They're fun. Charming. They're fun. George Lopez is really funny. I like um, his design. I like how he's got this big long beard. And the gross long hair. Yeah. Um, and his sister, I thought, was not very good. The yeah. character, I did not like. I think the actor did fine. Yeah. It's just, I'm getting a little tired of, and it's, it's always specifically a girl that is like the brother or the friend that not to say that girls can't be irreverent and the, and the friend, but it just feels like there's a certain mode. I mean, it's the same thing in in insidious chapter five, which we liked where it's like, you have the friend that's like, Oh, I'm going to go do this like prank. Cause I don't care about stuff. And I'm kind of cool that way. Cause I'm apathetic. Yeah. And, like, in this movie, she's like, I'm going to go poop in their bathroom. How cool is that? And it's like, uh, okay. I just have seen this characterization so many times. Yeah. So I just didn't care for the performance. Yeah. Um, but we find out that... But having said that, I've seen a heroic man about a billion times. But that's also kind of annoying now at this point, too. It all is kind of annoying at this point. Every, everything's kind of annoying at this point. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not a it's not a girl thing. It's not, like... I'm really getting a little little hotter for you over there. (laughs) I see you're starting to sweat. The heat is on. (laughs) I don't 
thing. I'm just going to keep going. All right. Um, so, I don't, that's all good, right? <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah, okay. Um, Jaime, we learned that, Jaime learns that um, his father, that, that they're losing the house. Yeah. And his father has had a heart attack since he's been gone. Um, and they didn't want to worry with him with any of this. He's the first college graduate in their family. They really want him to, you know, forge uh, his own path and continue to excel. I think if they had to put it in a sentence, they want him to become the Blue Beetle. Mm. Right? This early on? Sure. Because they know what that is. Yeah. And so he has a, he, you know, he's got this college degree. And m- like a lot of college grads, uh, you're like. Can't get a job. Can't get a, can't get a job. So he's, he's busy scraping gum off of, off of this woman's pool set. Now, uh, I just don't know. I don't know why you need like 60 maids at your house. That's I think a it's lot. a resort. Is it her house? I think it is her house. Was oh, the impression I think I assumed I got. that it was. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, um, you're right. I was just like, you need like three or four at the most. <laughs> but anyway. I don't know. She's a cord. Oh, that's so true. Those damn cords. Uh, so we find out that Jennifer Cord, she's more like, she's more like hip and she doesn't like that, where this company's headed. And Madam Cord is all like, guess what? I like war and stuff. So she and we're going to work on the Om- Omnicron or something like that. She went, oh, Onomicron, Percy I8. <laughs> Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. She really wants to be uh, like a Stark and yeah. create th- military grade things. Yeah. And she's like such a Tony and is like, you know what? I realize this is, this is bad. Yeah. So, um, Jaime overhears this, and he's all like... Jaime? Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think they say Jaime. Jaime. Okay, I'm thinking... Right? Of, yeah, Jaime. Jaime, yeah, I think you're right. But it's Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not. They specifically point out that it's not Jamie. Yeah. But, but um, it's, spell, it's spelled I I Jamie. think that... I feel like... What's his name? Um, Eric Wareheim, I think, refers to himself as Jaime. So I think I yeah, may you're right. say he that. Does. And that's probably why you were laughing because your brain subconsciously is like, Jaime. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, you know, pops out from behind the shelves and he's like, you shouldn't be mean to this girl. Uh, and in which case he secures, in a way, a job interview. And fate. As well as a fire, a job lost. Yes. He gets fired from this job. Uh, but Jennifer's like, come tomorrow and we'll discuss your future. I guess he's a, he graduated from pre-law. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of funny because they're like, oh, maybe he can practice pre, you know, be a pre-lawyer there and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's kind of funny-ish. Yeah. Um, ish. Very middle of the road funny. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's the, out there. It's out there. Um, so what happens next it's hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven. Others thought it was hell. But the fact that something was among us was plain to see. What song is that? <laughs> I think it's actually a comedy song by Ray Stevens. I, I think it's a, The Streak. It's about a streaker. Who's Ray Stevens. He is a he is a comedy singer, performer. Okay. Kind of like a pre-Weird Al. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's got this song about this. I don't know. This... Weird Al's been around for a really long no, time. No, this is pre-Weird oh, Al. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, not as good as Weird Al, yeah. but but he has a song about this this guy um that keeps streaking everywhere. Oh yes, they call him the streak. He likes to show off his physique. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So um, yeah. The next day we see that they have the scarab, um, the in the science lab, and they're uh-huh. doing stuff to it to get it ready to be uh, military stuff. Um, I do. Funny movie thing. It's funny that this like priceless, unattainable scarab that they have worked so hard to get yeah, yeah, is yeah. just sitting right out in the open for anyone to snatch. Yep. There's no security precaution. Yeah, she steals his key card, but that's all she needed to get in. And beyond that, she like wears a disguise to get in, and then she takes off the disguise and grabs it, and then no one knows who took the scarab. And it's how like, how does he get back in if she took his key card? Good point. Okay. But also funny, it's just like, so are you saying that there's no cameras in this room? Like, yeah. we would all know that she stole it. Yeah. So she stu- steals the scarab. Puts it in a... Um, I like to refer to it as a beetle. Is it blue? It's blue. I like to uh-huh. call it a blue beetle. She puts it in a, the burger box. 
Yeah. And then she's trying to run out with it. Yep. Runs into Jaime, who is, you know, like, oh, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. And she's like, you want a job? Take this. Guard it with your Don't life. open it. Don't look at it. Don't talk about it. Yeah. And get out of my sight. So then he goes home. They Wait. they lock. Oh, 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 the mic just took a jump. It l- literally looked like it jumped at you. Blue um, beetle. <laughs> um, so then... Uh, we're gonna be done talking about this movie in ten minutes. <laughs> if so, we're lucky. I know, seriously. So he gets home, he's got the blue beetle, and his family's like, open it, open it. And he goes, She said not to. And then they're like, Come on, open it. That's kind of fun. You know, they're like pressuring him, and he opens it, and this beetle comes out and it, it grabs a hold of him. And I think it does go up his butt. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, they they heavily imply it, and later he says it doesn't, but it's only around Jen that he says that, you know? Okay. And so the Beatles taken over, and... This is a pretty terrifying thing. Think yeah. about it, if you think about it. This is a terrifying whatever this thing, superhero yes, yeah. is. So, yeah, they say later on, like, it chooses the the host. Uh-huh. So it chose him, and, I, and it, like, they find out later, like, it is an alien thing, and it takes over its host. So here's something I do kind of have a problem with. Just on a very base level here is when you think about like the Spider-Man symbiote, it's like an actual alien. Yeah. And it covers the body and it looks strange and it does look like a suit, but it's, it's a, it doesn't look like a mech suit. Yeah. Okay. So it's like kind of fluid and interesting. And this is something I, I don't know. I've never read a blue beetle comic. I don't know anything about it, but it just feels like, so if, if this is an alien, it's an alien that has like an AI built into it, which is weird. Or so the I'm, aliens created this. That's AI. what I think is is what happened, and then it just creates something that's like kind of. I mean, I think the costume actually looks good. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and it's mostly practical. Um, which I liked. It was nice seeing someone actually wearing a costume in a in a, a superhero movie, but mm. it just felt a little like. That's that's it. This thing is like in his body, and it's like grafted to him. It's taking over its cells, and it just looks like a Power Ranger outfit. Yeah, that's just kind of like I just. It feels like the imagination is stopping early there. Yeah, and then I'm also curious. So you know, obviously, at a certain point, he like accepts this thing that has chosen him or whatever. Yeah. Um. So once they like basically merge and like are both accepting of each other uh-huh. will it someday still kill him well no i think it or are I they think just living in harmony they'll just live together yeah i'm looking up early blue beetle oh just looks. seeing what it i looks mean like. it looks pretty dumb early yeah, yeah early iterations but they all kind of look dumb yeah well not so much not so much uh doesn't even look like a beetle oh how disappointing okay just a guy in a blue suit I would imagine that that's newish, right? Wouldn't you think that, like, originally it's just like, uh, oh yeah, look, it's Blue Beetle, the crime fighter. He's dressed as a beetle, you know, and that's it. Yeah, I bet that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I wrote the transformation with the family is fun. It's fun and it is scary. I yeah. will say, like, when he's hung up from a ceiling, by, uh, from the ceiling, and he's just dangling there. It's like Ari Aster directed this scene. Oh. <laughs> but yeah the the family uh, was very funny and and you know what i do like this is kind of fresh and fun uh except for the fact that like identities aren't as important as they used to be in in both in comics and in movies you mean like a secret identity yeah okay but it is fun that like the minute you became a superhero your entire family was there so there's no like hiding it from them oh okay yeah that, that would be i feel like that would be really refreshing if we lived in a time where not every superhero knew who every superhero was yeah but we do live in that time. Yeah. And the comics are like that, too. It's like, who doesn't know who Peter Parker is at this point? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Lopez faints when they take his truck. It was a, it was really funny. That was a funny faint. That yeah. was good. Yeah. This George Lopez show might be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I need Probably to binge not, it. But binge it? Binge Lopez. <laughs> Low rider gets a little lower. Remember that was the theme song. Was it? Yeah, and they were jumping on the trampoline. Oh, I just yeah, I remember the trampoline. Okay. 
So he turns next? into the blue beetle and he's like, what the F's going on? And then the girl catches up with him and is like, where's the beetle? And then they have to go break back into the court industries or whatever it's called to get a key that they need. That's when the truck comes in. And all this stuff could be kind of fun, but it's like, like, it's just so by the numbers. Yeah. And I feel like at least Spider-Man homecoming and Spider-Man one and probably amazing Spider-Man and a bunch of other movies. It's like, all right, we, let's test out the powers or like, I don't understand how this works. And then a bunch of, you know, mischievous things happen. And that's what happens in this. And it's like, okay, I know, yeah. I know where this is going. I, it, it's almost like it's so mediocre and I have so little attachment to this. I don't really like need it to be anything different. Yeah. It's also like at a phase of DC where how could anyone care about it? They're, they're telling us to stop caring about it. Yeah. yeah. And, but it is like, I think they could have done a way better job of showing the struggle of like, he just finished college. Like he's supposed to start his life and now he can't. And there's really no struggle there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. There's really no struggle there. And then what is, he's trying to get that job and they do wind up losing the house and stuff. And but... I know, I know that there's a moment where he does freak out where he is like, I was supposed to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now it's not happening, but I just think it just wasn't, it was just written so predictably. I mean, it, it, I do feel like if this came out on HBO Max as a direct-to-movie, you'd be like, this is pretty good. Yeah. But as a theater movie? Like, no, this is a Netflix movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like a real movie. Yeah. And so they get the key that they need and then go to this mansion. And it's her dad's. And guess what? He used to be the Blue Beetle. Oh, no, apparently he wasn't Blue Beetle. Oh, what? That's what I was confused about. I think she said that his dad, her dad, was obsessed with be being Blue Beetle, but it never chose him. So he just basically was like, created tech to be a crime fighter. Oh, okay. But he was never... Which is probably like the first iteration of Blue Beetle, I yes, bet. Yes, I, I bet. And I bet one of those costumes and one of those mannequins is the original. Yeah. But then later on, Lopez does some research and he finds out this guy named Garrett something was the last Blue Beetle. Like the the last thing that oh, this that's right, Kajika yeah. or whatever it's called like chose. And that's how he just, he learns like the only way that he stopped being the Blue Beetle was by dying. Yeah. Because it killed him. Yeah. So that's the situation. And so then we learned that Jennifer's dad was like, this is what he did. I guess he was kind of like a vigilante. Yeah. And one day he never came home. And then she also, her mom died when she was six. Um, and that's kind of it. Yep. Um, they almost kiss, but Lopez walks in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so... Let's get to the, the best part of the movie. The family getting attacked? Yeah. What? No, that's not the best part of the movie. Okay, what's so the best So does that happen part? next? Well, I don't know. What's the best part? When they get in the Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's still some stuff to go. Okay, well, then Cord is like, oh, we know that this kid has it, so let's go to his house, and then they attack the family. Yeah. Um, And the dad has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What? It's just funny that neither of us have really anything to say about the, the like a pretty pivotal scene. We're just like, okay. Yeah, I well, you laughed about it for some reason, which felt <laughs> not not like it oh, wow. makes sense. Wow, is it getting hot in here? <laughs> it's just, a heart attack and you just start laughing. No, no, I mean you were you were right when you corrected it, but it was kind of funny that like earlier in the movie they're like, he had a heart attack, and then it's like, Oh yeah, of course he has a heart attack right now. Like <laughs> like it just kind of felt like they they wrote that scene so that so they that, could have this scene. And it could not be out, that out of left field. Yeah, but then I think of the alternative where he just has a heart attack, and that's funnier, so <laughs> uh, I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. So they lose their dad, and then um, Jaime gets kidnapped by Susan Sarandon. Yes. And company. You may know from Thelma and Louise. Yeah, and so... The family's like, we have to band together. I, I do like this where the grandma's like, it is not time to cry. I actually thought that was great. Yeah. To go get Jaime. Yeah. So Jennifer's like, I think I can help. So yeah. they get into the, like this thing that is a blue beetle, this little ship. And we hear. 
There's a lot of like weapons that they can choose from. We find out that the grandma definitely was like a revolutionist in Mexico. And that's funny. That's really funny. Um but yeah, the the driving around of the Blue Beetle was funny. And it also was like, how does George Lopez know how to fly this thing? This thing's not of this it it, it no one's been able to fly this thing but the one dude who built it. Yeah. Like he's just doing it. Whatever. I don't care. He's just intuitive, I guess. So I gotta I gotta take a quick sidebar about Motley Crew. Okay. Because that's the song that's playing Kickstart yeah. My Heart by Motley Crew. When I was younger, I was very into Motley Crew would listen to the songs by, you know, if I got an Apple iTunes, I might buy kickstart my heart or girls, 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 or something like that. And I think as I've gotten older, it's like, Oh, Motley Crue. Oh brother. And when that song kicked down, I'm like, I can't deny it. I like Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of their music and I'm, I'm confessing that. Wow. To um, everyone here and now. And it was, uh, it was a good needle drop. I liked yeah, the it needle was. drop. Yeah. And and this scene was fun. It I was I fun. did I did think it was pretty cool that they were like running around in this giant beetle smashing. People. I liked how it moved. I think it looked yeah. good. Yeah, that was like, man, if this is the movie. Hey, get rid of this blue beetle character. Add this thing. This is the blue beetle I want. <laughs> just just George Lopez driving this thing around. <laughs> that I'm into. So yeah, they they are like at this fortress doing yeah. all of this. Um yeah, it was great. And then um they get out of the blue beetle and are starting to go around to try and find Jaime. Yeah. Um, and this is when we find out that Susan Sarandon's gonna like take basically upload his blue beetle stuff into the other guy. Yeah. Which she does. Um and, and another side note that I wanna say, I am I'm done with this. I'm absolutely done. It is time that we stop and we heroes need to have real masks from here on out. I'm I am so sick of masks that they don't really have that go on and off oh, and just yeah. like digitally go on and off. We need, we need to bring it back. That s- being a superhero so is physically, it, there are some just physical inconveniences about being a superhero. Yeah. You have a helmet, you take it off. You got to carry it around just like someone riding a motorcycle. Yeah. It's, just do uh, it. I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah. It's, it's so uncinematic and it's yeah. so boring to look at. And when I, when I like saw it happen in this movie, I was like, it'll never go away though. Micah, because you're never going to have yeah. a, an actor who the reason why they got him was for his face rip off his own mask to like, I'm here to now defeat you. No, it but will never. They, be that. No, they can still do whatever. I, all I'm saying is they just need to when they have scenes where they take it on and off, they just need to cut and, and put on a real cloth mask that yeah. they take off. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. They did it with Toby. Yeah. Toby's like bigger than most of the actors who have been in. I know Marvel he's movies huge. And stuff. He's like he's like really big. <laughs> <laughs> he's like huge. <laughs> but yeah, I I just I, I am I'm like so 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 sick of it. it. It blows my mind how sick of it I am. Yeah. Wow. It blows your own mind. <laughs> it, it, it really does. Like when you're blowing your own mind by how <laughs> sick you are. Of it. <laughs> it's just when I saw it, I was just like, oh my gosh, we have to be done with this. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. Much like this movie. That movie's not even boring. It's kind of boring. But, but it's just, it. I almost wish it was either more more of anything, kind of. Yeah. So that I could take a stance, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your team. Uh, and then in this scene, Guillermo says to Susan Sarandon, I am no man and <sighs> like lets uh, Jaime go and he gets killed. Um, and then... He reunites with some of his family, meets up with his grandma. By this time, he's still trying. Oh, I guess we glossed over. He basically went into the spiritual realm and talked to his I did kind of like that. I did I, like I the did. candle area. That was that was interesting. Candle in the wind. In the wind. Yeah. Um, yeah. His, and I, I do like where his dad's like this. I now know why what my purpose was. It's to be here right now with you to tell you that this is your your purpose. And then he's got to go like swim stuff. to the cosmic blue beetle. Yeah. And then he becomes it and can like break out. Yeah. And that's when they like become one. Yeah. Um, but so he's trying to activate the blue beetle, but it's like recalibrating. Yeah. Um, so then he meets up with his grandma who has this like giant machine gun thing that shoots color bullets, which I thought was a fun touch. Yeah, that is fun. Um, and she was. It is so really funny, funny that he blue beetle makes makes a distinct decision throughout the movie that he will not kill. 
and everyone in his family kills people. Yeah. And, and like uh, everybody just kills anybody. Yeah. And and it, I think and even at the point later on in the movie where he wants to kill that guy and Blue Beetle Kaji whatever is like, don't do it. We don't kill. And it's just so funny because it's like, so he's the only character in this movie that can't kill. I guess. Like, so. what does it matter? An old grandma is murdering people. Well, it sounds like she has a past. It, it, it's just funny too. Like they should have written it differently because I. I, I have no I don't think a hero should kill. I, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But but it's like in this movie, there's a scene where he's blocking his family from being cold blooded murdered, and then Kaji's like, "All right, let's kill him," and he's like, "We don't do that." I'm like, "What? You you just had to block bullets from murdering like slaughtering your entire family, and they I, still I think have the their audience guns would on understand you. if you fought back. Ruthlessly. Yeah, you just like shoot him really quick and yeah. then like move on. I mean, I mean that that is like purely self defense. Yeah, it, it it's just kind of funny. It's just like it's a little bit like you know the thing that no hero does is kill people. So we just had to do it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then he fights the bad guy in the his own mech suit. Yeah. Guy is a transformer. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I thought that the fight stuff here was all pretty good. It yeah. It, it could it should have been a lot worse. You know. Yeah. For this kind of movie, but. It was not that bad. And that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> People have since dropped off. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing is um, that, that I was just seeing in my notes is um, we have, in, in superhero movies, we've just completely given up on civilians living in any of these worlds. Yeah. Because it's like there's the main characters and there's the family. But again, I just think of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies where there's like a train full of people mm-hmm. and you kind of like remember the faces of the people and stuff. And it's just like in these movies, it's just like faceless yeah, there's no, fight in a random place. There's no representative place. of civilians Yeah, like there used to be. I feel like even in earlier Marvel movies, there always was. Yeah, now it's just completely Sometimes gone. there still is depending on the movie, I feel. Yeah, but even... Because yeah. I think in Guardians 3, they still do that. I mean, they are saving innocent lives. Actually, Guardians 3 does it fine, yeah. But it does it well. If but. you do think about it, like, yes, superheroes are saving still, no matter what the movie, but we often don't see the faces of the people they're saving right. anymore. And we don't, yeah, we don't have, like, a beat to, like, understand it, I yeah. guess. Uh, it's just, that's what they do. Yeah. Um, you know the story. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So, I don't know. I'm... I'm I think that thing is, that that note is just, it's it's been forgotten. Yeah. Well, and I feel that way too when I read modern comics sometimes where yeah. I'm like, there are so many heroes in New York. Are there, is there anyone that is not a hero or affiliated with a hero? So it's kind of like the John Wick situation. Exactly. Who's not an assassin. Yeah, it's like, it's like there are no like real people that live in these worlds. I know. If you think about it, you can't, you kind of can't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you should because it's kind of fun. But like, I thought about this with the la- the newest John Wick movie, which is perfect masterpiece. Love it, love it, love it. But, you know, he goes to a, another hotel uh-huh. in Japan. Yeah. And it's like, this is huge, this hotel. It's bigger than any of the other ones we've seen, besides maybe the one in Rome. Right. But it is like, this is for like over a thousand people, thousands of people could probably stay in this hotel. Yeah. And that's just for assassins. Yeah. That's it. Right. What? That's crazy. It's, yeah. It almost makes it, fe- it almost like stands to reason that you, me, you and me, Joe Schmo people, middle class people, could hire. An assassin at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, for no reason. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, weird. It's uh, Again, though, John Wick 4 is perfect. Yeah, yeah. John Wick, it works. But uh, I think the point of a superhero is that they save civilians. So when you start losing that, yeah. I do think you kind of lose some connection with the audience. Yeah. Um, And I know that in this movie, there's the family and there's like the area they live in. But there's just not that. Well, when the stuff was happening when they were raiding their house, we only saw the family. We didn't see how other people were being affected. Yeah. Or trying to help or trying not to help. Yeah. Because of the, there are some like nuances in this movie. You find out like early on in the movie when he first got Blue Beetle and they're like, well, we got to call the police. We got to do something about this. And I think George Lopez is like, we can't call the police. We're not like, you're not documented. You're not documented. Yeah. Yeah. And if the police get involved, th- then we'll, you know, ram- huge ramifications for our family. Yeah, which which that's interesting. Yeah, you know, um, but they don't really. They, I think they maybe could have gotten into it more. Right. Maybe. Well, I just think it's a thing. I mean, they they do it okay in in the Dark Knight movies, but I feel like the only person that has nailed that is Sam Raimi. 
Sure. Because I, there are characters in those movies that I remember as well as like the Green Goblin. Well, they do it. Per, they do it. That's why one. That's one of the reasons why the Dark Knight is one of the best superhero movies. Yeah. Is because Joker is forcing civilians to make decisions. Yeah. That will affect each other. Yeah. Life and death. Yeah, so there, there but are... But it's like, when was the last time that happened? There are faceless people. Not faceless people. There are unnamed people. But you, like, when you watch the movie, you're like, that guy. That yeah. girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, them, 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 you know. Yeah. So, it's just, it's just lacking. Put the masks back on and have some normal people in these movies. Yeah. Um, but then, then he... Kaiju stops him from killing bad guy and shows him all of his memories. And we see how he was you know, taken as a child by cord and has all, all this tragedy. He's and like then, a child soldier. And yeah. Stuff. And they spare him. And that's kind of nice. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. But then he kills Susan Sarandon and himself. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, and then they, they go home and they, and, and then Jen, Jen cord is like, I'm going to well, use this well, company like for this, good. When it's over this fight and this battle and stuff, the grandma says, now we cry. I, yes, that also, was very like good. That it came back to that. And the movie ended on, they had just had the funeral for the dad. The community comes to like be with them. So, so they they do throw that pepper that in at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, then him and Jennifer fly off. Yeah. Yeah, and the community does show up and help them. You said that? Yeah, they pepper in it at the end. Yeah, which made me feel good. I liked that. Yeah. And then there's like a post, a mid credit scene where where it's like, I'm Blue Beetle, the original one, and you, you got to tell my daughter to come find me. And I was just like, we're setting up a movie right now? This is, we already know that this is over. Yeah. But I guess it may be part of the non-canon DC. I think that they throw in post credit scenes at this point just to, just in case they need it for later. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. Charles. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> um yeah, I it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh where, where are we at? How long is this? I, I think we got to oh, we're just barely over an hour. Woo! Cool. I think we can count it, right? Yeah. A fine episode for a fine movie. Did you want to talk about the next series? Oh, yeah, let's try and figure it out. So you wanted to cover My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah. We hardly cover romantic anything, romantic comedies, whatever. That's yeah. just not really a franchise thing. Uh-huh. So I thought there was a new one that just came out, or it's coming out. It, it came out. It came out. Can't be good. Impossible. Yeah. But it, it's still like, I don't know, we never cover movies like that. I know. Also, I growing up, My Big Fat Greek Wedding was like a big movie for my Big, my big fat Greek wedding <laughs> for my mom and sister and yeah. I, we watched it a lot. So I, I would be up for rewatching it. That's also part of it. I feel like I might've seen the second one one time, but I have no memory. Yeah. Um, so, but we have kind of been beaten to death with bad movies lately. Then maybe it's not the right time to watch it. I, I just think maybe we should wait. Then what should we do instead? Well, I had after that, I had oceans. Yeah, so you think you should just we should just bump it? Why don't up? we just do oceans? Just guaranteed bangers because uh, the, a I couple mean, of them. We have three guaranteed bangers. Yeah, and then we have one movie that have I, I seen I've the third one? Seen. What's the third one about? Third one is where Al Pacino has a casino. Oh, then I've seen it because I I yeah. remember Pacino and I love those happens. movies and that those would be really fun to talk about. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. We talk about Soderbergh. Soderbergh, yes, yeah. and then we'll get to talk about that fourth movie. Unfortunately. Although I haven't seen it. Maybe y'all like it. I, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, Because the first three seem so singular. But we can finally talk about George Clooney. It's true. Well, have we, we have done. Oh, yeah, with Batman. Of Batman but... <laughs> oh, right. So you're okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I'm i okay with still covering it, but I just can't do it like this close again. It's fine. I don't think we get George in a turtleneck in this series, but maybe I'm just not remembering it. We get him in suits, though. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And we get we get Brad in a SWAT, SWAT team outfit and... That does it for you, him and us. What? No, it, it, it's more just the that twist at the end of the first one, and you're like, no way. Oh, I just they pulled it off. See, I've seen the first one a couple times, but it's like I never remember what happens. Oh man! So it's exciting. Every it's time. always fun seeing because the beauty of the heist is the whole movie they're just setting up dominoes, and you're like, all right, all right, and then they they pretend like all the dominoes fell over, and then the last ten minutes they're like watch this and they flick the dominoes <laughs> and the rest of the movie you're just watching the dominoes fall and you're like 
Oh, I love movies. <laughs> cool. So let's flick some dominoes. Great. But next week, we're going to be finishing the DCEU with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So the new franchise is just called DCU? I guess, yeah. So do you think that they immediately from day one made a mistake by calling it the extended universe when we didn't even have a universe yet <laughs> yeah. for it? Well, I don't know why they had to do that because I think they're thinking is like, well, you know, there's the, the like the Batman. the detective comics universe, which is the comic books, and then there's the extended universe, which is the movies. But it's like, oh, uh, but it's like the Marvel. They just called it the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like you could have called it the. I think DC Universe is fine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's funny. It's funny, and and guess what, folks? Next week we we will be. I don't know. Maybe we should do something special where we we end the series because there will be it's a new dc series do do something special i don't know like we could play taps or something like that i have a trumpet (laughs) Um, you have a trumpet yeah where it's in i think it's in the garage um but we could end end it all i gotta say is orm 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 or